Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and from my family to yours, a very happy Thanksgiving. We are heading into week 12 of the NFL season, covering the NFC West, Just the West, which is the Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams. So uh, I'm recording this on the weekend as we head into week 12, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, There was some football on Thursday. None of them being in the NFC West, so uh, good timing on, on my part. For those that celebrated Thanksgiving, which should be like everyone for the most part in the... Um, actually, yeah, I think across the world, it's a, it's a thing. Unless you're... No, no, I think it's pretty universal. Anyway, so for those that did celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope that you guys had the chance to break bread with family, friends... Uh, the people in your life. Um, just have a moment as we kind of really evaluate this 2021 year. I know that last year was kind of weird. I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but I don't know. Uh, this year felt a little bit more normalized. I had the chance to travel a little bit more out of town. Went to Sacramento to see my sister's place and have her Thanksgiving. Uh, a little housewarming as well to see aunts, uncles, and just more people than what we've been accustomed to. Uh, in comparison to like last Thanksgiving, right? So regardless, hope you guys got the food that you needed, saw the people that you wanted to see, and enjoyed this Thanksgiving holiday. So onwards, football, football. For those that saw the Thursday slates, interesting. It was the Cowboys Raiders that was pretty much the uh, <laughs> the meat and potatoes of the week because everything else was kind of lackluster. Uh, Bears barely beat the Lions. Raiders won in overtime, uh, and then the Saints got rolled at home against the Bills. So right now we have into Week 12 for NFL Sunday in the NFC West. Some really interesting matchups. Um, you know, you had the Cardinals on a bye, and they are 9-2, sitting pretty in the NFC West at first place. They had a convincing win last week, Week 11, at Seattle, Winning 23-13, to led by Colt McCoy, no DeAndre Hopkins. Kind of a similar situation to when the Cardinals went to San Francisco and beat the shit out of the Niners. So now they did that same recipe at Seattle. And Seattle, <laughs> I mean, Cardinals 23, Seahawks 13. The 12s, fans, just the media, it's... um. It's a good time to panic for Seattle. This was a game where Colt McCoy, who last year when he was on the New York Giants, he was a backup quarterback and he had the chance to play at Seattle again and beat them. And so lo and behold, in the Cardinals uniform, he beat them uh, pretty convincingly, actually. He had like over 350 passing yards, multiple touchdowns to Zach Ertz, uh, remained rather clean in the pocket, made some beautiful throws on the run as well. And, I mean, for the Cardinals to be 9-2 and two with Colt McCoy, uh, I think he, they have a, what is it, a 2-1, 3-1 record with Colt McCoy and with Kyler Murray Hurts without DeAndre Hopkins. That is, that is convincing. You can make a case that the Cardinals might be the top team overall in the, in the NFL, NFC, I don't know, but... Uh, 
Conversely, for the Seahawks, this was another stinky outing for the Seahawks offense. Just really looked out of sync. They couldn't really, well, they wanted to run the ball. They couldn't. Rashad Pendy, he had his first carry. Uh, 18 yards, it was great, and then he left the game. Hamstring, like, I think he's pretty much done. Chris Carson's out for the year. Neck injury, I hope. I hope he comes back next next season. But uh, it was Alex Collins, Travis Homer. They did their thing, but just, you know, I mean, the Seahawks offense, this is the second week in a row with Russell Wilson back, just scrambling, trying to find the big play. But um, if you can't get the big play in early downs, you set yourself up for some really tough third and longs. And that's pretty much what happened. Again, they got into a lot of trouble converting third downs. Their uh, Their offense was out of sync for the second week in a row and you know if you're a Seahawks fan especially at home you got to feel uh, a level of frustration for the for this team I mean this is the first time in a long time for a Russell Wilson led offense to to really struggle to put up points like just over just struggle to put up points especially at home um I don't know uh if you're well I mean if you check out other pods or uh, other news outlets people are saying that it's pretty much the end of an era for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. I don't know if that is the case, but uh, things to consider. Um, fans, media, like no one is happy with where Seattle's at at three and seven with a three and seven record. And you can make a case too. Um, just looking forward ahead at the Lombardi podcast, they did suggest that you know both the New York Giants and the New York Jets they have two first round picks apiece in the top ten. Would it surprise you if they were to ship first-round picks, multiple first-round picks, some mid-round picks to uh, acquire Russell Wilson services? I don't know. Uh, but Joe Judge, New York Giants, Russell Wilson, just putting it out there. Uh, maybe a little too early to say, but uh, that's kind of where we are in Seattle land. Third place, you have the Niners that are 5-5. Five and five. They pretty much took care of business. I don't really have too much to say about their past win. They won convincingly 30-10 to 10 at Jacksonville, a team that they should beat uh, on most Sundays and a team that they did beat convincingly. And the surprising part about this game in particular was uh, I, I mentioned like Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a top five run defense. They have good linebackers with Miles Jack and a, and a good pass rusher in Josh Allen. But, you know, Similar to what the Niners did the previous week on Monday Night Football against the Rams, I mean, they ran the ball like 45 times again. So they they pounded the rock 80-plus times the last two games. They've, uh, they've I mean, hands down won the time of possession. And so they are playing Niners football, limiting turnovers, getting third and manageable, allowing Jimmy Garoppolo to not do much. I think he was like 15 of 19 for... I don't know, 220 yards, two touchdowns, but a very efficient football. And, you know, this Niners defense, two turnovers. The Niners, zero turnovers. And they um, they got away with a pretty clean win. So 30 to 10, that's the sort of win that you expect from this Niners team that you were hoping for earlier in the year. But it's just amazing. Um, their season looks like it was over. Now they're back at 500 at 5-5. Five and five. And we are pretty much excited for a potential playoff sort of atmosphere, playoff sort of implication come Sunday with the Niners against the Vikings. So let's go ahead. 
I know that it's Thanksgiving weekend. Let's go ahead and get on to the games at hand for the NFC West. So, Cardinals, they're on a bye. They're resting. They're 9-2. and two. Good for them. Uh, hopefully, Kyler Murray comes back. I think that for them, they decided to go with Colt McCoy for one more week against the Seahawks because they knew that if they could hold him off another week with this bye week at hand, that you would get Kyler Murray ready to go. After week 12, so good for the Cardinals. You have two 125 Pacific Standard Time games in the NFC West. And so let's go ahead and get on with it. And along with that, talk about the breakdown of the matchups and my game score prediction. So let's get it. Vikings, Niners, both of them are 500. Both of them are uh, surging. The Niners, convincing wins against the Rams and the Jaguars. Like I mentioned before, running the ball, time of possession, limiting turnovers, getting back to uh, good, efficient football. Can they get away with it against a Vikings team that had back-to-back convincing wins against the Chargers and then coming off, what, a 34-31 game divisional against the Packers? This is a Packers team where you had Aaron Rodgers throwing for like four touchdowns and playing MVP style play but Kirk Cousins he did just enough um you know this Packers defense their secondary was hurt with no Jair Alexander and a couple other guys out and so uh yeah Justin Jefferson cooked and yeah I think it was like 170 receiving yards two touchdowns and so between Adam Thielen Justin Jefferson and obviously the run game with Delvin Cook you have a well-balanced Vikings team Going on the road to the Niners, Santa Clara, San Francisco, in a must-win game for both of them. Because both of them are 500. Both of them started off with, I don't know, they were 3-5. and They won their last two. They're at 500. And very much playoff implications. As of right now, the Niners have the seventh seed because the Saints just lost the other day to the Bills. So the Saints are 5-6, and six, the Niners take the 7th seed, and it's going to be really close um, for this Vikings team right now. If they were to win this game, um, just looking at playoff probability, if the Vikings were to win this game, I think they have like a 65-70% chance of making the playoffs um, because they're still competing in the mix with the Packers to win the division. Um, if the Niners win this game... I think they increased their, themselves from like a 50% to a 60% playoff probability. But because you have the, the Cardinals and the Rams likely to either win the division or take the sixth seed, uh, the Niners, if they were to lose this game, they fall from like 50% down to like 35%. Uh, I saw that on an earlier stat from another pod. But um, both both teams need to win, don't get me wrong. But if the Niners were to lose this one, it makes it a lot tougher for them week over week to clean it up for the last five games of the season. So you have the Niners favored by three at home over under 49, which means, you know, if you if you follow betting, if both teams are equal, the home team automatically gets three points, typically speaking. So for the Niners to be favored by three, it shows how close of a matchup it is. Um, how do I think it's going to go down? I mean, ideally, you would like the Niners to do what they've done in the last couple of weeks, which is run the ball, 
keep the ball out of Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cooks and Justin Jefferson's hands, uh, limit their possessions. It could happen because if you look at this Vikings run defense, right now there's, the defensive line is not good and they are hurt. Michael Pierce, defensive tackle, is out. Dalvin Tomlinson is out COVID. Um, Daniil Hunter is out, injured reserve. Everson Griffin, some mental health issues, he's out. So they are getting very short at the defensive line. And already for this year, their run defense is not that good. Um, Check the athletic. Their run defense is ranked 27th in the league. And you're going against a team like the Niners who maybe they're not killing it with like 20, 30-yard runs. Well, except for like Debo Samuel. But their running game from the running backs, it's not like they're blasting for five, six yards of carry. They're doing about like three and a half, four yards, but they're chugging along and converting and just playing, you know, old school move the chains football. Uh, if they could do that, if they can keep Jimmy afloat with uh, good, efficient throws down the middle, because he loves to throw down the middle, then yeah, I think that the Niners have a really good chance. A um, couple years ago, in 2019 in the playoffs, remember that it was, I think it was Eric Kendricks, but he had him. Yeah, it was Eric Kendrick. So Jimmy Garoppolo, playoff game, threw in the flats, and Kendricks just sniffed it out, pick six. Uh, these uh, these Vikings, their defensive line may be hurt, but their linebackers, they're still stout. You have Eric Kendricks. You have, um, I, I mean, their front seven isn't that bad. You, you have Harrison Smith at safety. You have Anthony Barr. Uh, not too bad, not too bad. And so, I mean, sideline to sideline, I know that the Niners like to do a lot of toss plays, a lot of stretch. Um, their linebackers are definitely more athletic and they can, can make a play um, laterally. So um, secondary, not not the greatest. Can Brandon IU, Ken Debo Samuel match up against Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen? I like to say so, but at the same time, too, depends on how the flow of the game goes. Um, because, as we saw earlier, Justin Jefferson is that dude. He is a player. And if you have him matched up against Josh Norman, Emmanuel Mosley, like I like my chances. I'd rather have Justin Jefferson all day, even Adam Thielen with his route running. Uh, I like that group a lot. And for the last couple weeks, I mean, against the Rams and the Jaguars, you haven't seen some of the passing inter- interference calls that you were getting against like the Colts, uh, the Seahawks earlier in the, in the season. But... Uh, could that come back to bite them in the butt? Because the secondary, for the most part, you know, with the return of Jimmy Ward, they've been pretty good. Uh, the safety play has certainly cleaned up after they got their asses handed against the Cardinals. Um, so I'll be intrigued to see. Um, can the Snyder's defense continue to force turnovers? Because they weren't doing that for most of the season uh, to start out. Hardly any turnovers. And so... I would like to see that happen. I would like to see Nick Bosa. Uh, actually, Nick Bosa is doing his thing. He's got 10 sacks. But I'd like to see more of a pass rush outside of Nick Bosa to really get to Kirk Cousins, who's not too mobile. Uh, the Niners, their front seven, they have struggled in the past against the more mobile quarterbacks. And that includes Colt McCoy, who is, you know, not too bad. He looked like the uh, the second coming of, like, Russell Wilson against the Niners when they played a couple weeks back. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm really concerned about Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen against the secondary 
And just really curious to see if the Niners can maintain their sort of game plan because they certainly have the personnel, especially against this Vikings run defense, to play the T.O.P. game and play efficient football. Um, but what if, and this is something that's been talked about for like the last couple of weeks, the Niners have played an almost perfect game the last couple of weeks against the Jaguars and the Rams. But, you know, what if a fumble or, uh, I mean, it hasn't happened in the last couple of weeks, but, you know, Jimmy, what if he makes a stupid interception uh, and then they get behind early or if they're down like 14-0 early on? Can this team that's been so ball dominant the last couple of weeks, can they have the ability to execute on the fly and put up points and I won't say abandon the run, but can they flip the script if things don't go their way early on? And that's what I'll be really intrigued to see. So overall, I mean, when you look at this this game, I think this should be one of the better games, if not the best game um, to monitor for Week 12. It has a lot of implications for both teams, a lot of implications for the NFC conference. So what's the outcome for this? Um Go ahead and give me 27-24. Over-under is 49, so right at the over-under. Uh, I don't know which way it's going to go. The Vikings, they've... Well, the Vikings and the Niners, their records don't indicate just how good they can be potentially because the Vikings have lost a lot of close games similar to the Niners in the first quarter of the season. So... Will it be the Vikings game winner, 27-24, or will it be the Niners, 27-24? For the record, I will say that it will be the Niners, 27-24, but I do expect a close game. I do expect a game that will come to the wire because both teams have had these sort of really close grind games, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings had a similar ending again. Uh, remember, guys, they played the Cardinals earlier in the season. They should have beat the Cardinals, but they missed the field goal, and then they lost. Um, will it happen like this? I'm not saying it will, but they've had a lot of close games. Uh, they just came off a really close game against the Packers. So 27-24 Niners. Okay, last but not least, let's go ahead and go to the other 125 Pacific Standard Time game, which is the Rams coming off a bye week well-rested, and they're going to Lambeau Field where they are favored. They are road favorites at one and a half over under 47. It is in November. It is going to be cold. I got to double-check whether it's going to be snowing. I don't know. I'm a Cali kid. I don't go to Green Bay that often, but I can only imagine it's going to be like a frozen tundra sort of vibe. Um, So the Rams, they are favored by one and a half over under 47. The Packers, they are coming off a really tight loss over the Vikings, as I mentioned before. Aaron Rodgers, because they don't have their starting running back in Aaron Jones, who is out again, they pass the ball a lot more. And you know what? I mean, whether it's been Devontae Adams or uh, Marquis Valley Scanling, like, you know, they've been able to do their thing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has stepped up significantly and took advantage of a Viking secondary that was hurt. This Rams team, I mean, what can we expect off the bye? Uh, It's not necessarily what we are expecting from the Packers, as I am curious about what the Rams are bringing off the bye, because they are coming off two lackluster losses the last couple weeks against the Titans and the Niners, where Matthew Stafford has thrown multiple picks. 
They've gotten behind. They've lost the trenches early. Uh, their defensive line is getting bullied around by strong run games. And, um, yeah, it's just a really sour taste from this past bye week. And this is a team that just acquired Von Miller, that just traded for Odell Beckham Jr., that are they are adjusting without their wide receiver number two, and Robert Woods, who's torn his ACL. So they needed this bye week more so than any other team to get their shit together. Obviously, you want to see Von Miller. Obviously, you want to see Odell Beckham Jr. take over for Robert Woods. But it's going to take some time. I'm really curious to see uh, off the bye week what sort of execution you're going to get out of this offense. Because the Packers, no Jair Alexander. They have a lot of injuries as well. Uh, I think no Rashad Gary as the pass rusher. So they should be able to take advantage of these injuries. Um, What can we expect? Uh, I mean, going back to being at Green Bay, it's going to be a pretty cold game. And the Rams, their identity, I mean, what is their offensive identity? Are they, I mean, I know they're a passing team, but, you know, can they get back to a more physical style of play? Can they rely on Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle? Can they pound the rock a little bit more? to make things a little bit easier for Matthew Stafford to set up play action, to um, to really just have a more balanced attack for their offense. I mean, I know that they can put up points. I know that they can sling the rock a plenty with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. But uh, this is a team that's uh, they're getting punched in the mouth right now by other teams, uh, other teams that are running the football, that are being more physical than them. So I think they should take it upon themselves to um, at least try try conversely run the ball a little bit more, uh, limit their turnovers, try to win a little bit more on the on the top. Um, I I don't know what to expect out of Odell Beckham Jr., but I hope that this offense looks a lot better than they did uh, before the bye week. And I know that this bye week was very important because you wanted to get Odell Beckham Jr. You know, a lot more integrated into the offense, getting more familiar with the playbook. So what are we going to see after this bye week from the offense? I don't know. Conversely, for the Rams when they're on defense, like I mentioned before, they got bullied by the Niners and the Titans on the trenches. So can their defensive line, who's been, I mean, you know, when they're up, when they're up two possessions, it's great. You have Aaron Donald, you have Leonard Floyd, you have Von Miller now who can tuck their ears back and rush the passer and cause more turnovers. But, you know, um, I think teams are going to take a page out of what the Niners did, which was uh, really get them tired, run the ball well, especially in this sort of setting in the winter time in Green Bay. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot of A.J. Dillon. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a lot more physicality from this Packers offense. And so can this defensive line, can they step up uh they have they've had this week to adjust so i'll be really intrigued to see how this defensive line notably their run defense how they respond um yeah i mean i think the matchup that everyone is really intrigued to watch is just just to see odell beckham jr who had when he was on the giants like a couple years back in the postseason he had that whole big stint about you know playing without sleeves or on the field pregame without a shirt in Green Bay in the frozen snowy tundra and then they lost but um, what can we expect from Odell Beckham Jr uh, this is a game that they really need to win if they were to lose three straights t- 
Titans, Niners, and then the Packers, and then fall to seven and four. Uh, that would make things really interesting to see how the seating goes. Um, that would put the Cardinals firmly atop to win the division in the NFC West. So, a couple things for the Rams. I mean, you know, they're well-rested. They have a team with a battered defense. I just don't know what we're going to expect, though, offensively. And maybe that's why it's reflected on the over-under 47. Uh, if I'm a betting man, I like the Packers at home, especially as home dogs. Can can the Rams do it? Sure. Um, so let's uh, let's just put it together then, okay? So looking at the matchups, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers. You have a rolling Packers team that is pretty pissed off from their uh, from their divisional loss against the Vikings. So I think that they're going to be they're going to be a tough out, Ugh. especially at Green Bay. Give me the Packers. Um, give me the Packers. Like I don't know, twenty four, twenty four twenty. It's going to be tough. Uh, winter time. It's going to be a more physical game. I think the Rams will be more physical. I think it's going to be a close one. But yeah, the Rams. They will, they would lose this game and would have a lot of question marks. So twenty four twenty, Packers book it. All right, guys. Well, those are my picks. Those are my thoughts about the NFC West. For those that are listening to this on their Saturday, appreciate your time. Whether it's on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere else you can get the podcast. Also, Instagram at Just the West, Twitter at Just the West, and the blog www.justthewest.com. From my family to yours, have a very happy Thanksgiving. We out here. Peace.